You're listening up your game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison. Alongside me is Mr. Reliable himself, Ben Weir. Glad to have you on the show once again. I like that title. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, man, always here, always ready. Well, normally, guys, we cover a specific topic or a specific sport, but in this week's episode, I'm going to be running through it. We're going to be running through just some main events, some topics, some other news that's occurred over this past week in the sports world. So starting things off with this past Saturday night, you had UFC 285. That's all a huge upset in the women's flyweight division as Alexa Grasso beat heavy-favored Valentino Shevchenko with a rear-naked choke submission, giving Alexa the championship belt for this division. Congratulations to her, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was a rematch scheduled sooner than later between these two great fighters. The main event of the evening featured my favorite fighter of all time and also arguably the greatest fighter of all time as John Bones Jones made his long-anticipated return back into the octagon, this time, though, fighting up in the heavyweight division. This man dominated the light heavyweight division as a two-time champion for many, many years. He decided, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to put on 50 pounds and move into another weight class. It didn't even take the entire first round as Jones dominated from the beginning bell and finished off Cyril Gain with a guillotine choke submission to capture the championship belt for the heavyweight division, giving Jones another impressive accomplishment and a long line of great accomplishments in the UFC over the years. Ben, I don't really peg you at, for much of an MMA fan, so does any of this actually mean anything to you? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, but I mean, the I, I had to shake my head and laugh because that 50-pound comment, like, you know, that's probably all muscle that he gained. And it's crazy. You said that he knocked, it was round one that he won still? Like, yeah, we, another round one with a submission. Yeah, he just, he didn't waste much time. <laughs> no, I don't, I know literally zero about this sport. But, I mean, that's, that's impressive. Well, Saturday night also featured the greatest rivalry in college basketball as the Duke Blue Devils took on the North Carolina Tar Heels. There were eight lead changes and four ties over the final nine minutes, starting when UNC took its first lead since early on that made it 46-45. Duke took their final lead with 138 remaining. Duke ended up winning this game 62-57 as they swept UNC in the regular season for the first time since the 2019-2020 season. Ben, are you surprised by Duke's dominance of UNC this season, especially with it being Coach K's first away from the program? Dude, 100%. I mean, North Carolina was preseason number one. I, I mean, they had the same team that they had last year for the Final Four. And we're talking about a team that is potentially, from what I've heard reports, not making the tournament this year. So to lose to Duke, I mean, you're, you're, you're a huge rival. Two games in a year. I mean, they split, I feel like, all the time. So this was like huge news because I would have thought Carolina would have a much better team, but they just have not looked like they were at the Final Four a year ago. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, huge shocker. The fact that, yeah, you have a team returning pretty much everybody, and what a disappointing season for them. Yeah. Well, moving over to the NFL, some big NFL news, and actually breaking news from just a few hours ago is the Chicago Bears have traded away the number one overall pick to the Panthers for wide receiver DJ Moore, the Panthers' first-round pick, which is ninth, the 61st pick, another first-rounder in 2024, and a second-rounder in 2025. Ben, we knew the Bears would be asking a lot, but was this a little too greedy? And then also, after you share your thoughts on that, please share the added news that you shared with me and made me aware of. Yeah, um, so yeah, first things first. I, in my personal opinion, I thought they were going to get more. Um, I, I think 
I, I guess DJ Moore they considered pretty high up on their list to get as far as the receiver for Justin Fields. He's a, he was a very good receiver, just had terrible quarterback play in Carolina. So, like, I understand that part. But I guess I was expecting them to get a little bit more as far as draft compensation. Uh, I mean, it's still not bad at all getting the ninth pick in this year's draft, you know, the 61st as well, and then another first-round pick. Not bad haul at all. As far as Carolina goes, this it's it's intriguing to me because you, I, I know you're obviously probably going to go draft C.J. Stroud, but you're kind of hurting the guy at the same time by trading away the best receiver that you had on, in your organization. So, like, that part of it, I'm like, what are you doing doing that? But then, but then yeah, the second part you were talking about that, Again, Bleacher Report, don't know how reliable it always is, but they reported that apparently the Panthers are talking about trading back again, the number one pick to the second pick in the draft. Because I guess they're from what they've been saying, they were unsure about Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So they're like, well, we can trade back to the Texans and we can get our draft compensation back and then choose our quarterback. I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> One thing in all this I thought was kind of funny is that most people probably don't even realize this, but Frank Reich is now the coach of the Panthers. And Mm -hmm. I said this multiple times last season. You remember me saying just like sharing my dismay of how the Colts handled that whole situation and firing him midseason. I hate midseason fires, but anyways, they did. So I don't feel like they did Frank Reich right in that. But uh, (laughs) anyways... I thought about this after, you know, seeing that and after you sharing that with me that they that they traded for the number one pick. I'm like, Frank's sneaking in there ahead of the Colts and he's gonna steal the quarterback that they want, whether it's Stroud or Young right. or even Anderson, right. or they looked at him too. So I just thought that was funny because yeah. it's like a way for Frank, not that he would, because I don't feel like he's this kind of guy, but an opportunity to almost stick it to the Colts, stick it to the team, you know, that basically <laughs> screwed you last season. So as much as I am a Colts yeah. fan. I do really like Frank, too, so it actually kind of made me laugh a little bit if that ends up happening and he sneaks in and steals, whether he stays the first pick or even if he's the second pick and trades away that first pick because the Colts aren't picking till four. And if they don't trade up, then, yeah, he could easily steal one of the guys that they're hoping to get. So I just thought that was kind of interesting when I found out that news. That was kind of one of my first thoughts was, oh, Frank, you little sneaky little devil, you. (laughs) He's smart. I mean, if he was if he was in the part at all, but it was it was smart for sure. Well, other dominoes are starting to fall as the Saints signed Derek Carr to a four year deal worth a hundred and fifty million, which I felt was a great pickup for New Orleans, and I'm happy to see Carr go to a place that I believe he can have some good success. That division is a joke, as we saw last season, and it's only gotten worse. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Saints come out in first place this coming year. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I mean, Panthers, obviously, they're number one overall pick, trying to find a quarterback. They're not going to be good this year. Tom Brady just screwed the Bucks, and then you got the Falcons. So, I mean, I, I just would be – I'd be a little bit surprised if the Saints that were not the favorite to win this division. Um, hopefully, being a, a winning record next year would be nice as well. But, yeah, I, I could see them winning it. Well, one I didn't necessarily see coming was the Giants giving Daniel Jones four years $160 million. Not only did they give Jones this huge deal, but they slapped their star running back, Saquon Barkley, in the face by using the franchise tag on him. Barkley is clearly frustrated, understandably so. Ben, how ticked off would you be if you were Barkley? Uh, Very. I mean, he's their team, man. Like, Daniel Jones has had finally had a decent year this past year. He's not a quarterback of the future, man. There's nothing. But I, I just feel like the Giants have nowhere else to go kind of situation where they're at. Um, but like, again, I would never have given that guy. I know he first was asking for 45 million a year, which is ludicrous. Like 
no, you should not be anywhere close to Patrick Mahomes' money. Like, get yourself out of here. But I'm, I Giants didn't really stand pat. They gave him a little bit less money. But it's just, dude, I don't know, man. I would have definitely invested in Barkley over Jones. Yeah, I mean, the team's success follows how well Barkley does in his games. Like, if he has right. a solid running yep. game, they usually won the game. How many games this past right. season did Daniel Jones throw for, like, 100 yards? Like, what in the world? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you're an NFL quarterback throwing 100 yards a game. Like, that's terrible. And then they give this guy all this money. Like, good grief, Ben. I feel like you or I could go out now and maybe have some success. You know, with that, with those numbers, there's no pressure. I just, I can't believe he's still in the league, man. I mean, this guy's from Duke. Like, I never thought anything of him to begin with when they drafted him, and he never was showing anything. I know this year was okay. Like, he did all right this year. But, like, I just, I was just floored. Like, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? It's crazy. Well, speaking of being frustrated, the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. This means Jackson can now actually engage in contract talks with other teams. If he ends up signing an offer sheet with another team, Baltimore has the right to match the offer to keep him or take two first-round picks as compensation. This tag will pay Jackson $32 million this season, which is less expensive than the exclusive tag projected at $45 million, which would have allowed the Ravens to control his rights this year. Ben, what is making this story even more weird is that Jackson isn't getting much interest at all from other teams, and some are starting to accuse the league of influencing other owners and teams to not pursue him. Your thoughts on this whole strange situation? Yeah, my brother said something very interesting, which I honestly think he might be onto something. I feel like this is almost a, it's a slap in the face to Lamar Jackson. Like, I mean, that's what, first and foremost, I feel like it's a slap in the face to him. Secondly, I feel like the Ravens are trying to show Lamar that hey, you're not worth the money that you're asking. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you this tag. We're going to let you go negotiate with, since he's his own agent, doesn't have an agent, we're going to let you go negotiate with all these teams that might want you, and you come back to us and let us know like what they're offering and if they're offering anything at all. But like you said, I, I don't think there's much interest at all. I really don't. I haven't heard any rumblings or anything like that, especially with quarterback needy teams. I mean, we talked about the Colts talked about the Panthers. Panthers obviously aren't going to do it anymore because they just traded away for number one pick. So I don't know, man. I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I just, I think he's going to be finding out the unfortunate news that nobody really wants him. So he's going to have to take less money. Well, and I've been hearing too and seeing that like any highlights they show of him, they show him running the ball. Like he's only a rushing quarterback Mm -hmm. when he actually has a really good arm and can throw the ball, but they only are showing rushing highlights, which is weird. But yeah, this dude was an MVP just a few seasons ago. So like the fact that he's not getting any interest is really, really strange. Yeah, Yeah. and he's young still too. I mean, he's he's Patrick Mahomes' age. So I'm like, he's he's still super young. Like I know he's been hurt the last two years, but like I think I told, I think I texted you tonight. But I was like, maybe I didn't text you. Maybe I texted my brother. But I was I was saying like Vikings need to be getting all over this. Like I say, we'll trade you Kirk Cousins for (laughs) Lamar Jackson and a pick or something like that. I don't know, but. I would much rather have him over Kirk. Yeah, one purple team to the other. Switch it up. There. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of your Vikings, I was a little surprised to see they released wide receiver Adam Thielen after nine seasons. Were you shocked at all by this, and how do you feel emotionally about that decision? Uh was not shocked. They've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Uh, we're well over the cap, so I really wasn't that surprised. It's heartbreaking to see because Adam Thielen was, I mean, again, his story, if you haven't heard about it, was incredible story. D2 coming to NFL and just changed people's minds about him. I just feel like he's gotten older. I don't feel like he uh, gets that break. It's that opening that he used to get. Um, he's definitely a great red zone threat for sure for us, and I'm going to miss that a lot. 
but no, I wasn't necessarily surprised because his cap hit was about 18, 19 million, something like that. So we, we have to get under the cap because we're like, we're like 20 to 30 over right now. So I wasn't surprised. Well, it feels like I haven't done this in forever, but here it goes. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The New York Jets are in serious trade talks with Aaron Rodgers and even flew out to California to have a sit-down conversation with him. Ben, I always knew Rodgers would follow Brett Favre's footsteps of being the Packers quarterback, but I never thought he would continue following them to the Jets. Dude, I didn't even think about that. That was so perfect. Like That's exactly what he did. But you know what that means then is that he's going to screw up somehow in New York and he's going to end up with Minnesota. <laughs> so I'll take it if you still got some left in the tank, man. But I'm I'm hopeful. I, that Jets team, they're young. I feel like they've got a decent offense. Brees Hall, of course, ACL last year. That defense is top five. I, I hope he got, I hope he gets out of there. I, and promise you for the Vikings' sake, I hope he gets out of the North. So I'd love it. Well, for anyone out there wanting to have a Nerf gun battle, make sure you don't do it around Joe Mixon's house. This past weekend, a group of youths were locked in an epic Nerf gun war when someone started firing a real gun, 11 shots in total, and injuring one of the kids in the foot. Thankfully, it was a non-life-threatening injury. Mixon's not a suspect, but apparently his sister and another man were named suspects after their car fled the scene shortly after the shots were fired. Ben, what was your reaction to this clear overreaction of kids just having fun? Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear about it until you texted me because a couple other things have been going on at the same time, and then that news broke. But I was happy to see, I think, the day later or something like that, that he wasn't necessarily involved. But like, what in the world are you doing bringing a gun to a kid party? Like, what are you doing? I just, why would you even have that to begin with? I don't know, man. Oh, man. And it's not, you're right. It's not funny. I just, it's just like, what, like, what well, are people thinking? Well, it's so ludicrous. Today? Like, literally, like, dude, yeah. they're, they're playing Nerf guns. Like, w- calm down right. a little bit. Like, and I heard a video, like, there's somebody was sitting in a car, and all of a sudden you hear these real shots go off. They're like, that was a gun. Yeah. Come on now, calm down. Even if they were, like, playing in your backyard, and number one, it's not even your house, it's your brother's house. <laughs> but <laughs> even if they were, they're literally, it's kids, they're Nerf guns, like, calm down. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I'm trying to sit here and picture, like, how they shoot the kid in the foot, though. Like, because obviously, like, if you were just trying to scare the kids, you're shooting the gun up in the air. But if kids are running away and you're, like, kind of aiming towards them, like, I feel like you would have had to somewhat be aiming at them to shoot them in the foot. I almost feel like you'd have to be, like, drunk or something, you know, to to do that. Because, yeah, why would you be shooting at the ground? Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing's just crazy. It was just mind-boggling. But, you know, moving over to the NBA now, but staying on the topic of guns... John Morant was seen on his Instagram live flashing a gun. He originally was suspended by the team for two games, but will miss at least the next four as the team gets things sorted out. There really is no timetable on his return. They've said four games, but it could be longer. Police have at least closed the case and said the video wasn't enough evidence to press charges. He's very fortunate, but Ben, he's broken two huge team rules, even though legally he didn't get hit with any charges. Number one, you can't have a firearm on the team playing which this was a road game, so clearly it was on there. And number two, you can't have a firearm in the arena, which it looks like he did as well. So while legally he's off the hook, the NBA could still suspend him for what I've been seeing is up to 50 games. Yeah, dude, that's just so frustrating. He's one of my favorite players. Like, I I love watching him play. And I I liked what Steve – I don't ever like Stephen A. I mean, I've talked about this on the the episodes a lot, but he called him out, and I'm, I'm happy he did because, man, you are a young superstar in this league, and you are literally about to just blow everything. 
uh, having a gun. And I'm just like, what, what are these players doing? I mean, they're, they're throwing away millions and millions of dollars. I mean, they're throwing away their career, a sport that they love by just doing something stupid. And, and you're hundred percent right. Like I, I feel like it's coming. I feel like the 50 games is coming. I, I think he, I think he's going to be done for this year. I mean, I really do think the NBA is going to step in. I don't think Adam Silver is going to take this unless there's some information we don't know. I mean, that, that definitely could be the case, but we don't know everything, but like, it just seems like it's, it's just going to be basically coming any second now. So I just, I would hate to see it because the Grizzlies had a great year. They're having a great year. I'd hate to see that for them, but just, I, I hope he just learns from this lesson and makes a better choice. No pun intended here, or maybe there is one, but he shot his team in the foot because they were the number two seed in the West. I mean, playing great. Yeah. Obviously, there are a few games yeah. behind the Nuggets, but man, they're right there having a great season, yeah. going to get into the playoffs, and then who knows from there. I mean, they're a young team, very athletic, mm-hmm. got some shooters. Jaw, obviously, incredible talent. I mean, who knows what they could have done in the playoffs. And now just that's all out the window, especially yeah. if he doesn't come back this season. What's annoying, though, about this whole thing is that the team actually held a meeting that day, and Steven Adams was leading that meeting. He essentially called out Morant without directly calling him out by name, but he said, we got to be careful, especially when we're out on the road playing road games. We just got to make smart decisions because, you know, as some people may or may not be aware, John Morant had already been in the headlines for a couple other instances. There was a rumor that he pulled a gun on a 17-year-old kid and then smacked him while playing pickup ball. There was a situation when the Grizzlies played the Pacers that Pacers staff members made comments about a red laser coming from an SUV that was carrying Jaw and some of his friends. And then his mom was having a confrontation, I believe it was at the mall with a store employee, and she called Jaw for backup. He rolls up with a posse of guys, which seems a little excessive. So despite all of that and the team meeting, Jaw decides to go out to the club that night, flash the gun on his Instagram, because, Ben, this wasn't somebody that snuck a video of him and then posted it without his knowledge. This was him knowingly getting on his own account, videoing himself with the gun, and then trying to act like he's from the hood. And what's frustrating about that is that he didn't even grow up in the hood. He grew up in the Mm -hmm. suburbs in a solid two-parent home. His parents did a great job raising him, helping him get to where he is today. And now I don't know his father personally, I don't know him personally either, but just from outside observing things, it seems that once Jaw has gotten to the NBA, his dad, you know, isn't really trying to be a father figure, but rather one of his boys, you know, just by his actions and attitude, you know, he's being in the front at the games and just by the way he kind of handles himself. So I'd like to think after this incident, he sat Jaw down and said, boy, we worked too hard for you to throw all of this away. You've worked too hard to throw all this away. I mean, he's about to sign a deal that's worth over $200 million, and he's now the new face of Nike after they've dropped Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, a lot to just throw away just for being dumb, you know. So I really hope this is a wake-up call for him. He gets his act together, turns things around, because he is a great talent. He's so much fun to watch. He's got so much ahead of him. Definitely don't want to see him throw it all away. Yeah, I like that point. I just I think that it's sad the sad truth of it all is, is that money changes a person. Like, I mean, it, it just really does. I mean, all these athletes, I mean, when they just have all this money and they don't know what to do with it, it, it just changes a person. So uh, yeah, I hope you're right. Cause I don't want to see him out of the league in the next year or two. I want to see him for a long time for as long as LeBron's been playing, you know? Yeah. That's a good point about the money. I think not only does it change people, but it makes people feel invincible. Like I've got all this money. You can't touch me. Like I'm basically above the law. Like the same laws and rules yeah. don't apply to me. So he's kind of like, hey, yep. let's just see what happens. I'm not worried about it, you know, type of thing. And it's like, dude, yeah, you better watch yeah. it. You're going to get yeah. yourself in trouble. So 
Anyways, moving on to some other basketball news. NBA, we talked a couple weeks ago about the playoff push and looking at what teams were going to get in and which ones were in danger of missing out completely. One of those teams is the Los Angeles Lakers, who were in 13th when we did that episode, and it was just made known that LeBron would be out for three weeks. Lakers were already in dismal chances of making the postseason, and that took an even bigger hit with that news about LeBron. Fast forward to the present, Lakers are currently sitting in ninth and only a game and a half back of sixth, which would help them avoid the play-in tournament. They've had some huge wins, and Anthony Davis has been an absolute monster, averaging 33 points and 14 rebounds with his most recent game, going for 30 points and 22 rebounds. Those 22 boards show me he's been very active on the glass and just fully engaged. But it's not just his offense. He's been a nightmare on the defensive end, blocking shots left and right. The addition of Jared Vanderbilt has made them quite the dynamic duo on defense. In fact, so good that since the trade deadline, the Lakers are first in defensive efficiency. It's quite the turnaround for a team who's spent most of the season down toward the bottom. Ben, are you shocked by how well the Lakers have been playing without LeBron and, frankly, without D'Angelo Russell, who's another starter? Yeah, I mean, I would, I was, I wrote them off. Like as soon as I saw the news about LeBron with three weeks, I was like, okay, well, this, their season's definitely over. <laughs> like, there's just no way. Like, I mean, LeBron's been playing crazy out of his mind, being 38 years old been carrying them the whole year and he goes down i'm like there's no way but yeah no i mean like you said ad ad is stepping into that role and if he can stay healthy and keep it up i mean yeah they could easily be outside that play in i mean the highest up there is the clippers right there in front of those warriors i mean they could easily climb up to that part and then if they get lebron back i mean who knows we'll see what happens but no it's yeah it's been very surprising to see them see this well without lebron well before it was just like can they stay afloat maybe they can make the play in without lebron now it's a realistic possibility yep. they could be the fifth or sixth seed. And if LeBron right. comes yeah. back even 80 or 90% of what he normally is, what team in yeah. the West wants to see that Lakers team in the playoffs? Yeah, I agree. No, I would not want – nope, LeBron healthy. Coming to playoff time, no way. <laughs> I mean, the, the only team would be the Suns, and that's if Duran is good to go in two or three weeks. I mean, this sure. dude cannot stay healthy to save his life. You guys will have to go look up the video because you won't believe me just listening to what I'm about to say. The Suns were doing layup lines the other night before the game, and KD awkwardly slipped on some water on the floor. Why it was there, I have no idea. I mean, that ball boy or before, I mean, he's got one job, and he might not have a job anymore after that. But anyways, <laughs> KD slips on the floor, sprains his ankle in the process, and will now miss the next two to three weeks. Ben, you mentioned the other day, Chris Paul just seems to be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be cursed, man. I mean, this poor guy, he just can't catch a break. Like, cannot catch a break. How, I, I didn't even know. Like, I had heard, I, again, didn't even know until you told me. I had heard that KD got hurt, but I assumed it was, you know, like, uh, he landed in the game wrong or something like that. But come on, man, pregame warm-ups here <laughs> with water on the water on the ground, on the court. Like, come on, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Speaking of being cursed, the Lakers were able to get out of that cursed cloud that was Russell Westbrook, and the Clippers took the bait and scooped him right up. The result is that the Clippers are 1-5 since acquiring him, while the Lakers are 6-2. and two. I saw the great meme the other day where it was showing LeBron and Westbrook talking, and it said, Double Agent Russ, like he's actually still working for the Lakers and helping them by sabotaging the Clips season. The thing is, this ain't on him. He's been playing well since he got there. You got to look at Kawhi, Paul George not being able to close out, and then some of their other role players shooting terribly. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely, I, he's definitely been playing well. Uh, so I, you can't blame the guy at all. I love the secret agency. That was funny, but no, I mean, they've got to. I, and it was it was interesting because I mean, I don't think anybody really thought like, oh, Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers that's going to like put them over t- the top and everything like that. No, because you saw what he did with the Lakers. So like, there's no way he would have easily helped them out or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, they've got to step up. Like Paul George, uh, like you said, uh, Kawhi, they've got to step up, play. And they haven't really, I mean, they haven't necessarily played together for a super long time because Kawhi was hurt all last year. So, I mean, they got to gel again and get things rolling. But I don't know. We'll see. They've been they've been sliding. I know they won their last two, so we'll see what happens. Can we talk about the Warriors for a minute? 7-26 and 26 on the road. Like, Steph is back, and they, they, were, they had won five in a row without him, and now they're 0-3 since he's returned. And like I said, 7-26 and 26 on the road. Like, what is going on there? I mean, Steph's getting his points. Other guys, Clay, Draymond, even Jordan Poole, but it's like they can't put it all together. I don't get it. It, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't, because then if you look at their home, they're 27-7 and seven at home, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, they're going to have to get a home playoff series. And as of right now, they would not get a home playoff series. They'd be on the road, you know, for Game 7 against the Grizzlies. So, I don't do, I don't understand this team at all. They just won the finals. They look like the Splash Brothers of old. And then that this year hits. So, like, I, I don't know. What, I don't know how to peg this team. I still would say they're probably a dangerous team. Like, don't sleep on the Warriors, but I just don't know if they're going to have enough this year. Yeah, I mean, if they have to go on the road in the first round, which they most likely are going to, I mean, they could be one and done, which is crazy right. to think. <laughs> you know, so, something that I don't think, I mean, some people are talking about. I feel like other people, it's been so long now, I've kind of forgotten about. I think that whole Draymond Jordan Poole thing at the beginning of the season, the whole punch. I think that's hanging mm-hmm. over this team. I think it's been looming over them all season. Like they've kind of tried to push it to the side and not really think about it, yeah. but it's there. It happened even the other night. Jordan Poole had the ball and Draymond was calling for it. And Jordan pretty much, uh, I mean, completely blew him off. And Draymond wow. just kind of gave up on the play and just walked towards the bench like whatever, you know, forget you, man. And I was just like, oh, man, that's that's not great. I mean, you've got guys doing that. And obviously, it's the two that got into it there before the season. So here we are almost a full season now later, and they still have issues with each other. So, And I think, too, they extended Andrew Wiggins. They extended uh, Jordan Poole. And Draymond's not going to get extended. So he's probably he's most likely going to become a free agent this summer. And so he's probably gone. So that writing's on the wall. And it's been on the wall pretty much all season. And so I think he's just kind of been biding his time. And obviously he's still playing hard, but I think he knows he's on his way out. The team knows he's on his way out. And yeah, they, they just aren't the same team this year. It's pretty crazy just the change in just that short amount of time because yeah, they just won the championship. Yeah, I would have almost looked at, I mean, I'm not a Warriors fan, so if there's Warriors fans that are listening, if you don't agree, that's fine. But I, I would have almost looked at trading him i feel like he's a cancer uh draymond is and i don't feel like he's been what he was in years prior with the warriors and when they won their championships you know defensive rebounder all that you know he's really not a scorer at all i mean that's really what he was there for but i just feel like it's definitely it's definitely time to get away from him and to move on i hope you guys have all enjoyed this unique episode where we just kind of have gone through some sports news from the week versus covering a specific sport or event That's going to do it for this episode of Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.